you are listening to 1252 Sports Entertainment. Parental discretion may be advised. Woo! It's about that time. Fat Mike, Chicago Sports. (laughs) Yeah. Finally here, finally here. Shot City Sports is right here. Updates on news, get it here. No rumors, cause we keep it real. Sit back, relax, check a beer one of them nights. Hey, this is Carmen DeFalco from ESPN Chicago, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Sports Show. Hey, this is Dave Richard from CBS Sports, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hi, this is Jesse Rogers from the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hey, everyone, I'm Scott Merkin, the longtime White Sox beat writer for MLB.com and proud graduate of the University of Michigan. You listen to me on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. This is Chuck Arkline, and you are listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. It's the Fat. Hey, what's up? This is Greg Braggs Jr. from Braggs in the Stands. And you're listening to my guys on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Boom! Hey, everyone. Fred Huebner from ESPN 1000. Great to be on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I'm Dan Zaborski, senior writer for Fangraphs, and you're listening to Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I'm JJ Stankovitz from NBCSportsChicago.com and the Undercenter Podcast, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hey, Sparkle, you know what I listen to? It's the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show with my guy, Fat Mike. If you listen anywhere else, no jock. Listen to Fat Mike. the Fat. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. We are here live and in person here at 1252 Sports Chicago. And we have a ton of stuff to get into tonight. We're going to be talking a lot of baseball, a lot of baseball. And I'm sitting here with Matt Morawski from Dinger Baseball. It's going to be an awesome time. He's going to tell you exactly what Dinger Baseball is all about and what he has going on with Dinger Baseball. If you guys haven't heard of it, you guys should know about it because it's absolutely amazing. Before we get started tonight, I want to tell you guys, and I want to thank all of our amazing sponsors here at 1252, Nick and Ivy Brewing Company, the Jonathan Darren team uh, over at Coldwell Banker Real Estate Group, Fozzie Football, the Megaplex, Coach's Corner, Habano Cigars, the Cupcakery Bakery, the list goes on and on and on. And not only that, but the Whistle Sports Bar and Grill over there on 159th in Tinley Park, they are our main number one sponsor. Those are the guys that are going to repping our repping our uh, our studio which i've been busting ass on all week so guys here we go now we're gonna be talking some sports like i said i'm sitting here hanging out with matt morowski from dinger baseball and this is awesome because you guys know me you guys know what i like to do here at 1252 i support a lot of local stuff here and dinger baseball is local it's illinois brand bat right matt so i mean give us a little bit of background on what dinger baseball is exactly Okay, so we are a travel baseball program. Mm-hmm. Uh, professionally, uh, we, we professionally train baseball players at the youth and high school levels, and we are endorsed by Dinger Bats out of Ridgeway, Illinois. Okay. And Dinger Bats, they, like, they're predominant now. Like, they're starting to make their way into the into the major league baseball. Guys like Jazz Chisholm, who you and I have been talking about, who you guys have heard me talk about on my show because he's my favorite fantasy player right now. <laughs> 
but other guys are using these bats as well. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I mean, back in the day, Schwarber used them. Mm -hmm. uh, Hayward, I, uh, from what I remember, is still using that bat. He's probably Ixnay that one because that's all he does is ground out to the second base. I, so, yeah. I know, I know, I um, know. And uh, here, I have uh, actually a sample of one of their wood bats. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool to show. Yeah. So it's kind of like the Father's Day colors here. Nice. Bade that baby blue. Has good thumb to it. Oh baby, I'd like to take I'd like to take one deep out of Wrigley with this bad boy. For sure. You, for that's sure. cool, man. That's real cool. So yeah, this is kind of like a good idea of what their logo looks like. Yeah, dinger bats. There you go. Really, really nice uh, piece of wood there. Um, so uh, it's a good yeah, piece but, of lumber. It's a good piece of lumber. Yeah, good piece of wood. Yeah, yeah. Good piece um, of lumber. So, uh, but yeah, we're a uh, travel organization out of the Mokina Frankfurt area. Yeah. And um, we we train baseball players to uh, play at the next level, highest level they can possibly go. Right, that's, and that's work. awesome. And you, you have you have ages from what to what? Currently, we have uh, teams at uh, nine nine and under, twelve and under, thirteen and under, and fourteen and under. That's awesome. Yeah, we're working on a, a high school program right now. When our uh, guys uh, from fourteen years old go go uh, uh, up to the next level and start playing high school baseball. And I've been a high school coach for the past seven yeah, years. I mean, yeah, you, you've, been in, you've been involved in the game for a very, very, very long time. At one point, I thought that I knew I, – I, I thought that I'd forgotten more baseball than you did. And, no, it's not it's not the truth. No, you you far you're, – you're up there. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're the guy, yeah. Well, you know, after after maybe 15 years of, of uh, coaching baseball and seven years of coaching high school baseball, you learn. You learn a lot. And uh, – the game uh, never never gets boring, and it always teaches you something. It's always fun. It yeah, it's it, it, it's you know, fun. people people look at me like with a side eye sometimes. When I say that baseball is seriously like the most romantic sport of all time, it really is. Like I live, I mean, you know, you know the family. Yeah. All right. You live and breathe and love baseball from the time you're shitting your pants to the time you're shitting your pants and everything in between. You know what I mean? Pretty much. It's, yeah. it's in your blood, and yeah. uh, it's what you want to do every day. I'm I'm, I'm certainly blessed to be able to do this every single day. Yeah. It was always a dream of mine, to be on a baseball field every day. And you also coach high school ball, too, over at uh, Lincoln Way East. Lincoln Way East, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a uh, varsity coach at Lincoln Way East. I've been there for going on my seventh year and uh, coached a little bit at Chicago Christian and Payless. Yeah. And um, it's been just kind of blown up from there. That's, that's excellent, man. That's excellent. Yeah. So more about Tinger baseball. I was talking, I was talking with one of our sponsors here today. His name is Z. And he's like, he's, he's, like, he's like, yeah, he's like my kid. He's like, he's like, he's like 10 years old. He's like, I need to know about these tryouts, man. I got to send my kid on out. Yeah. yeah His 100%. kid's been in a baseball camp and stuff like that. And that's one thing that you said, you guys got tryouts coming on soon. We do. We do have tryouts. And it's funny you mentioned camps because, we are doing uh, camps at uh, Lincoln East right now uh, mm -hmm. for the young guys and uh, some of the uh, guys that are coming in as, as freshmen. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have a lot of fun with that, even though the heat's been absolutely insane. Oh, um, but we do. We do. We have uh, we have tryouts coming up for all our age groups, our youth groups, and our high school groups. That's excellent. So now, so now your kids that you got, you guys, you said you have what nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, and 14, you? Yeah, well, this is this so is, many teams. Yeah, we're going into our we're going into our second year. So this year was our inaugural year. Right. And um, after coaching for 15 years and being with a few different travel organizations, I um, started up Dinger Baseball, and we uh, accumulated five teams, and uh, we look to add on to that over the next, like, few years. Now, how, how did you get involved with Dinger Bats to sponsor Dinger Baseball Group as a whole? You know, it's funny because I was with a professional organization for about seven years, and then uh, I was with the Rawlings-based program for uh, a year. And uh, after breaking away from them, 
I started kind of looking for other baseball programs or local uh, uh, names or, or organizations in the area, mm -hmm. and uh, just kind of figuring out who wants to be who wants to be part of it. Um, so uh, I talked to uh, Shane down at uh, uh, Dinger Bats, and uh, he jumped right on board and uh, wanted to endorse everything that we we're doing. And um, it's it, you know so that we 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 basically like use their logos and right. um, change them up a little bit based on colors, but they've been more than supportive. Right, that, that that's awesome, man. That's yeah. that's fantastic. And the amount the amount of teams that you guys have to promote to do your thing. How did you guys fare last year in your first inaugural season? I want that's one thing I want to know. How did you guys fare last year? You know, that's and a great question. Did you guys do okay? We did. We did. You know, my my expectation of a travel team is uh, play the level of competition that they um, that's going to um, challenge them mm -hmm. and play at five hundred baseball. Right. Um, okay. So okay, if, if I there's no so five hundred's a win for your first year. Five hundred's a win for I agree many years. Yeah. Many years. Um, if we're a triple A team or an elite team, we play triple A elite competition. If we're um, if we're competing at that level and playing 500 baseball, that's a huge win. Okay. If we are go, let's say we play 50 games and we go 45 and five, it's we're not really competing and we're not really learning. So right. we have to find better competition. So right. we have teams that are double um, A, triple A, major elite, and we just play at the, we we compete at those levels and. We want to challenge the boys. It's always about challenging these boys. It's always about developing them. It's always about them getting better. Now, are you doing all these crazy travel trips where you guys are going up to, you know, St. Petersburg, Alberta, Canada, or whatever you're doing? Or are you, are you guys going to Cooperstown and stuff like that? Are you guys doing all that stuff? Well, kind of, sort of. Um, so at the youth groups, we don't really do a ton of major travel. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, my 14-year group, we... Uh, just got back from Wisconsin. Um, we are going to Ohio. I'm leaving tomorrow morning it's at 6:30. It's not terrible. No, it's not terrible. It's not bad. It's not bad. Um, and then we're heading out to Indianapolis um, to uh, to play down at the. Then we're um, going to Germany. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's it's you know Korea. We're going yeah, to Korea yeah, to play the Korean right. kids. No, we um, you know we play we play the best competition in the Midwest. Right. And once again, to high school, our high school program as it builds up, then we'll start uh, reaching out to <coughs> or heading out to Georgia. Uh, right out at uh, uh, going out to Lake Point, going out to KC, right. uh, going out to Florida, you know, potentially Texas, Arizona, right. where the where you're competing with the with the kids from the south. But you're 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 playing the cream of the crop here in the Midwest here, which is huge. The majority of my teams do. So right. the, all, not all of my teams are AAA elite. I have some AA teams as well, yeah. and um, they they compete locally, and um, you know they run at about that 500 pace too. And um, it, you know once they start. Um, uh, elevating and winning more games and losing, then we challenge them more and, and put them in front of harder competition. Okay, so now I, I have a personal question to ask you. No, no, no dinger stuff here. Okay. All right. Now you've been coaching a long time, and you have all the you have all these groups from from eight U to fourteen U. You said correct. Currently now, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. What is your favorite age group to coach? Love that question. I love that. Question. I mean, seriously, what is your favorite age group? Because I know mine legit. Yeah. I know mine because I mean. I grew up coaching baseball. Yeah. You, you know my father. I mean, I mean, it was I played for him. I coached with him. I coached against him. I did the whole nine with him. I did too. What I is coached against your father too? <laughs> right. So, um, what is your favorite age group to coach? High school. Like, really? Uh, yeah, the fifteen through eighteen. Um, Where it's baseball. Yeah, it's, it's it's actual baseball. It's yeah, it's right. baseball. It's kids that want to get to the next level. Kids that are focused. Right. Uh, kids that want to 
give everything for, to the sport to get to the next level. Where they've actually dulled themselves to a position. You know, it's no longer I'm a first baseman outfielder pitcher slash catcher. Kind of. I'm now a shortstop. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. POs are POs. Right. Pitcher only. But, um, yeah, no, I, the high school guys is um, – it's it's um it's it's real baseball right it's on the it's on the big field like some of these small guys mm-hmm. uh, the the small field you get a little bit of um um th- th- these kids they use they use once you get to bb core in high school those bats are almost they almost perform like wood bats right and then the younger ages with the drop fives all the way down to right. drop tens and twelves those bats just they bounce they yeah. rocket yeah those yeah. are rockets right 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 so Right now, my 14U team is playing um, with BB core bats, and it's making a huge difference. You, okay. We can play on a field that has a 300-foot fence, and they're not leaving the yard. Right. Which, you know, the home run ball now all of a sudden is somewhat taken out of the game, and it doesn't I – mean, we play games where three home runs, and you're out of the game. Right. And you put a, a BB core bat in their hand, and uh, – Things stay in the park, and it, it just makes it much more competitive. It makes it right. much more like real baseball. See now, like my mine was always the favorite group that I coached. I coached all the way from from pinto ball, which are seven, eight year olds, nine and ten year olds, Mustang, Bronco, Pony. Yeah, my favorite was always the Mustang group. So what age group is that? Twelve. Yeah, that's nine, ten. Oh, really? Yeah, that was always my favorite. So we have we have a nine U group this year, and um, they are they 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 won my heart like a. Like, immediately when they started coming to the winter workouts right. and uh they're a lot of fun they ask the goofy questions right um they are uh bright-eyed and bushy-tailed so to right speak. yeah yeah and they just they come and you know they I, you know i challenge them of course but they also like challenge me and they right. bring me back to what this sport is all about they well, that, that, that's it's fun it's yeah. fun and you're learning and when a kid there there was nothing better than me like this this picture right, be, right behind you here yeah that's a team that i coached to 22 and 0 in Mustang, nine and ten year olds. It was the it was the most fun I've ever had in my life coaching a team. It was absolutely unbelievable. It was the most fun I've ever had in my life. Is that Lockport? It was. It was oh, a Lockport. Nice, yeah. Nice. So like, in, like it, when when a kid gets it, you know, like in Mustang, you're not able to leave the base until the ball passes the plate for a steal. All right, Mustang you, baseball, you, can't, you yeah. can't take up. You can't take a lead off. There's right. no lead offs in Mustang. Right. You know. Right. But like when a kid gets it, and it's like. It's that easy, right? It's like, yeah, dummy, it's that easy. You're nine and ten, it, yeah, dipshit. It's that easy, you know. Well, you know, it's funny because you say like nine and ten, and and you know, and you think like they're babies, and they are, you know, a nine year old, some nine year olds still believe in Santa, and yeah. So I mean, when you're talking what do you about mean? Santa's not real, <laughs> but you know, um, this is what, and I look at it, I look at all my kids kind of that same way. Right. So, you know, being my age and, you know, my son is 26 years old. Right. And you know, he's I, old now. He's not a baby no more. No, he helps coach. He helps coach. He's a teacher. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's and, not a baby no more. Yeah, great. No, for sure. But, you know, I look at all my kids as kids. Right. So, you know, even the guys that are that are currently in the in college and currently in, in the minor leagues, yeah. they're still kids to me. And, you know, I have to – you know, some of these guys, they're posting on Snapchat and Twitter about, you know, all these fun they're having at parties. I'm like, look, dude, you got to get like, you got to get serious. Yeah, get your ass into the cage. Start doing some BP. What are you doing? Exactly. What are you, exactly. Why aren't you feeling ground balls at three o'clock in the afternoon? You're doing bong rips instead. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, it's, um, you know, at the end of the day, there's, there's guys in the MLB that are getting $30 million contracts and they're still yep. kids and they will do stupid things. And you know they yes. need to um, they need to be held accountable. They need to um, 
kind of not be watched, so to speak. I'm, I'm not trying to be their dad. Don't be babysat. But yeah, they need a babysitter. Keep them, keep yes. them, keep them focused. Yeah, because I mean, what it boils down to, and we see this across every major league sport. All we see it across all the major four: baseball, basketball, football, and hockey. We see it across the entire thing. Kid comes out; he's the next. He's the next coming of you know Troy Aikman. Next coming of you know Peyton Manning. And two weeks later, who's the who's the who's the guy in the uh, the Cubs uh, system that's like he's he's right there, ready to break through? Uh, uh, Brennan Davis. Yes, Brennan and he Davis. got hurt again. Oh no! So he got so, hurt again. So Brennan Davis. We, had, we actually had Brennan Davis on our show here. Not so, long, not so long ago. Interestingly enough, Dinger Bats sent him a whole bunch of bats, yeah. and I, I I'm not sure if he's using them now. Right. Um, but he, obviously, if he's injured, yeah. but uh, I know he was. He, was well, he probably should be because he's hitting about a buck eighty one right now. So maybe right. anything, any change would help him. Yeah, that would help. Yeah. That would help tremendously. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll send him some. Yeah. Uh, some team color. Yeah. Send him some. At least, at least they have the guys sent. I mean, pictures yeah. of fucking May West naked <laughs> or something. Just get him something going. Right. Right. He's been pretty rough this year. May West. Huh? Yeah. Really May West. B. Arthur. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. Something. We got to get that kid. We got to get that kid going. Yeah. Yeah. He's because he's a dude. I mean, he's the real deal. Yeah. No. It, it, he he's the Cubs' number one prospect right now. Um, the kid's. I mean, phenomenal when he's healthy. But he showed up in spring training. Kind of shit the bed when he went back down there a little bit. Not like he's been a kind of a bust worthy a little bit. And that's you know like. I know that you're. I know that you like again. You're a big baseball guy. I know that you you don't really keep too much tabs on the big leagues too much anymore because you're doing your thing with yeah, dinner bats and yeah, stuff like that. But that's hard to keep it all in check. I know you're a Cub fan, just like myself. I mean, we got the Cub stuff right here. Boom, right there. Boom, Cubs, Cubs, baby, Cubs all day. Just did a show with Fred Hubner over at uh, over at the Coach's Corner out in uh, out in Homer Glen, which is absolutely amazing. I gotta get out there. Ah, oh, it's so good, man. They have the cold. They have literally had the coldest beer I've ever had in my life. No. It's I don't know what's going on with that place, but their taps are super cold, like to where it hurts your teeth cold. Really, yes. I don't I don't drink beer by the way, but when it, if I did, yeah, that's probably the place coldest water too. <laughs> yeah, but no, like it, it's it was it, this this Cubs team right now. We've been sitting there talking back and forth between the Cubs and White Sox all year long. I'm still waiting for football to kick off here. Have you been keeping tabs on anything going on with the Cubs or the White Sox over the last couple of months? Not besides they're doing terrible. That's, yeah, that's, they both that's kind of what I know, but. Um, when I do get a chance to sit down and actually watch baseball, the College World Series absorbs me. So right. Then, you know, well, I, did I, you see Notre Dame? Yes, yes. I hate Notre Dame. Like? I hate Notre Dame athletics the entire time. Okay. But I was just so happy to root for the underdog and have the underdog win okay. the best okay. two to three and advance. It was so nice. So and now they go on and play Texas tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so, I mean, they are – and like Notre Dame, you wouldn't have looked at Notre Dame – five years ago as a powerhouse in baseball, right. they've been recruiting like crazy in this area. Okay. Um, you know, I would say probably four or five guys that I've coached over the past four or five years are uh, either committed to Notre Dame or are there now. <laughs> okay. This guy, this guy says, I have a, I have a question for this panel regarding baseball. Well, go ahead, dark sage. Go ahead. What's your question? What's your question? We'll, we'll, we'll chime in on it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I hate Notre Dame everything. Okay. Like I, I Notre Dame football, Notre Dame basketball, Notre Dame as a whole, the little leprechaun. I hate it all. I can't stand it. I okay. hate Notre Dame with, with a fucking fire of a thousand suns. I cannot stand it. But I was so I happy. Like, I, like I was so happy to see the underdog prevail because they were an underdog yeah. against Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee is loaded. Yeah. With I mean, they have what two of the three of the top five pitchers in this upcoming this up and coming draft. 
yep. with two of the top 10 hitters in this up-and-coming draft. Like, they're a loaded team right now. But it was so nice to see the underdog finally win one. It was like, all right, cool. You know what's funny is when you talk about Tennessee and Notre Dame, as much as I'm involved <laughs> in, in travel baseball, um, no multiple kids that are committed to Notre Dame right now. Really? Yeah. And then um, the one of the uh, one of the players at our at the high school Lincoln East is committed to Tennessee, so he's going to be leaving to go to Tennessee. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he's he's a dude. He's a dude. there you go. I'll, I'll, there you I'll, go. Keep, I'll keep his name. Uh, behind, uh, yeah, keep it on hush hush. Keep it on hush hush. Yeah, but uh, the next he's, time he's, we have you, I'm like, I know this kid. He was on my team. He'll be drafted. This yeah, year. he'll be drafted. There you go. Now we're guessing probably the top three rounds. So through your system, through what you've done in, in, in with coaching baseball and stuff like that, I'm just gonna. It's just me, you know. This is kind of you know chirping out to everybody who's watching and stuff like that. Who, who's gonna listen and stuff like that? How many kids have you coached and have had underneath your wing? That have been drafted by teams. Do you know the number? I don't. I don't. If I were to guess, if I were to guess, it would probably be somewhere in the range of 20, 30 kids. That's excellent, man. That have made it into the minor leagues. That's excellent. You know, and and some some it's a, a day-to-day thing. Some it was, you know, I I, I worked with them on a team or I coached the, their team. Mm-hmm. You know, some you personally trained. So it you it, there's a lot of ways to be involved in a, in a, in a player's life. Right. You know, some, some guys, some guys I mentor. Right. And, you know, they need more of like the, the reinforcement mentally or the, the, those late night talks where they're struggling and, you know, don't know how to head uh, on the back to get their hopes up a, a little, little bit, bit more. Yeah. You know, coaches in their ass. Right. And, you know, it's the first time they've ever experienced something like that. Some chirping at them. Like, Hey, get your head out of your ass. Quit fucking around. More than chirping. Right. More than chirping. These guys are tough. Right. These are tough. That's yeah. awesome, man. That's, that, that's great. So now, What's what's the next big thing for Dinger Baseball and what you guys have going on besides the trials? What's the next big thing that you guys have going on? Well, um, we have um, so we we everything everything that we do it's it's, it's year round. Mm-hmm. So we have our winter facility. We have um, we have uh, our own personal field that's located in Mokina. So we we get a lot of work done there. But at uh, Roma Sports Complex. They're talking about building on an additional uh, 20,000, 15, 20,000 square foot area. Jesus. That would right. be, yeah, that would be dedicated to us. And it would have um, three cages, an infield area, and that we would have like private access to that. That's that's kind of like on a hush hush. Yeah, that's unbelievable. That's that'd be awesome for a dinger baseball. That's it would, it would. Great. And, um, it's uh, it's something that uh, we've been we've been sitting uh, sitting and talking about as far as building this out, right? And the expense to it, and uh, you know what we what we would be able to do and contribute to that time, right? And uh, that's that's kind of the next big thing. Dude, that's awesome. Our, that's that's huge place. news. That's awesome, right? Because otherwise, you're always trying to fight for space and rent space, right? And, um, well, so all these teams, own... there's so many travel teams out there nowadays. Oh, yeah. But these they, facilities get jam packed, and you can't find a place to practice. They do. They and do. on a daily today, you can't practice outside. You're gonna have a kid pass out and puke. Yeah, it's tough. You, it's know, tough. you need a facility where you can go out and do stuff like that. You know, or even a, even a field. You know, field time is right. so limited everywhere you go. Or you're going to spend a hundred, two hundred dollars an hour on you know on these fields, and it gets you know, it, it, like you said, it gets it gets bogged down and muddled up, right. and, and hard to get, hard to access. Right, it's it, it, it's it's crazy out there right now with all the. I mean, there are so many travel teams out there right now, and it's you know it's it, it's. I'm happy for the travel teams. I'm happy for the kids that get the competition of play, the better the better reason of play. But at the same time, I used to I grew up in rec league and I loved beating the hell out of my buddy 
who was on a different team. You know, it's just like you grew up in a rec league. You right, know what I mean? right. It was always fun to play Timmy, who lived down the street from you, and hit go two for three off of with a double and a couple RBIs. You know oh, what I mean? I, I mean, how did you compete more than an X on the wall and a rubber ball? Right. And, you know, the wiffle ball bat or a stick. Right. You didn't compete more. You're throwing against your buddies. You're throwing as hard as you possibly right. can. 200 pitches a night. I would always throw at my buddies, though. That's well, the difference. Of course, yeah. of course. You got to brush them off, yeah. you know? Like, and, hey, Timmy, how's this yeah. one of the earpiece, pal? Right, right. <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore. And, you know, there are so many options out there as far as like travel programs. Um, I, you know, I always recommend to people, just make just check your check the coach right the, the coach is everything the coach is everything oh yeah of there's there's organizations that have over 500 teams 200 300 400 teams there's there's organizations that are um five six seven teams but just just talk to the coach talk to the people that are running the organization who's actually going to be training my kid right or, you know do these people have high school level pro level experience right college level experience and know what to expect at that at that next right. level, and that's what's great. That's what's great. I know what I need from a kid at the youth level, at the high school level, because because they're going to be coming to me at my high school. So I know exactly what I need out of a kid that's 14, 15 years old, who eventually is going to make my varsity team. Right. And that's- so obviously, you're looking at these kids when they're in these 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 younger groups before they high school, and you're kind of like, you know, who you kind of already have a slim picking for. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, one hundred percent. You know, it's like this teams, kid, this kid can chuck, this kid can throw. You know, I can't teams, wait to have him on my high school roster type. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And you know, we're doing we're doing camps now at the school, right? And you know, I see a lot of my guys coming in. I see a lot of other organizations coming in, and it's a lot of fun to see these guys right. come up. And 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 it's like a. Um, what do you call it? Camaraderie, I guess. Right. Of, hey, I know who you guys are. Yeah. You know, we just played you guys it's, last It's week a gigantic melting pot of people that are coming in. Now, have you ever had one thing I want to say? Because when I when I played high school ball, all right, the one thing I want to say is this there was one kid that showed up. I never met the kid before in my life. I knew him my entire life. Knew him my entire life throughout grade school. Never played against him in Homer. Never played against him in New Lenox. Never played against him in Lockport. Yeah. Comes on out there freshman year, throwing eighty-four miles an hour. Have you had that kid just come out of nowhere? I'm like, who the hell is this kid? I, and I, where the hell is he from? I, How come I've never seen this kid before? It just completely shocked you. Um, yes, this yeah. year actually we had a freshman come in that was throwing eighty-six, and he actually got some varsity innings. Yeah, and I don't that's know, awesome. You know, and maybe it, maybe it was just me, but. You know, typically I know a lot of the kids that are coming up and through, but I had no idea and, who this kid was. And and literally it was 86 miles an hour because we had about three years prior to that, we had uh, a kid come in throwing 86 and he was already committed to Louisville as a freshman. Wow. Yeah, which is interesting. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, but yeah, this year, this year we had a kid come in and he's throwing 86 and he immediately got varsity innings that year. Immediately surprised you too. Like, who the hell is this kid? Where did he come from? What's yeah. this kid from? Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. fantastic. That's awesome. Really yeah, quick, guys, before we, before we continue talking with Matt, we're going to be breaking down some baseball stuff. Our guy here, Dark Horse, what, Dark Dark Isis, Dark Sage, Dark. Sorry, didn't mean to call you Isis. Um, but Dark Sage, we'll get to your question here in a second, man. We got to get to a couple of our sponsors here really quick before we continue talking more baseball. Big day from the Sox today: twenty-two hits and a ton of runs, and the Cubs continue to stink it up, going five nothing last night into the sixth inning. 
and losing 12 to 5 because that fucking team stinks. Watch your mouth. I know they, they're terrible. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll be right back, guys. A couple quick words from a couple of our sponsors, and we will be right back with you guys. Sit and hold on. Hello. This is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show as well as the 1252 brand because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team. Fuzzy football, are you ready, brother? Real football action on a glossy game surface played shuffle style. Slide a shuffle puck at pass or run targets, and a free mobile app keeps track of every game detail. Easy to learn, but this game of skill is difficult to master. Take care of the ball, or turnovers will kill your drive. The game is guaranteed to get your competitive fire burning, and it's perfectly sized to take anywhere. The park! A barbecue, your next tailgate, or fun at home on game night. Fozzie football is simply the best, most realistic, and competitive game of football available anywhere. Add defense when your skill improves, and take the game to the next level. The perfect mix of fast action and real football drama, where a last-second Hail Mary can break hearts or make champions. All right, special thank you again to Nick and Ivy Brewing Company, the Jeff and Darren team over at Coldwell Baker Real Estate Group on Homer Glen, and Fozzie Football. Guys, if you guys aren't playing Fozzie Football, you guys are you guys, you guys, guys are in a different world because it's the best game. It is the best board game I've ever played in my life. It is literally paper football meets shuffleboard, and you play it while drinking, sliding the puck, having a great time. It's a lot of fun. I started a league over at Nick and Ivy. And I'm currently, I did. I'm currently five and one. 
I got my ass whipped last week, though. I got my ass whipped last week. I'm gonna send my kids over. It's it's it's, it's best two out of three, and that's how you secure the win. What's the age group? It doesn't matter. It's a hundred bucks a guy. You sit there, you drink beer, you play. It's literally shuffleboard. Okay, so I can't send my twelve year olds out there. Sure you can. There's food there. <laughs> okay. Give them a kitty cocktail. That's fine. Okay. Well, that's fine. Okay. All right. So now, one thing I wanted to touch on with you, Matt. Now, again, I'm, I'm thank you again for coming here and hanging out with me and talking some baseball because you. right now, I mean, it's it's all baseball. Oh, shit. I got to get to that question before we get into this. Uh, my guy uh, here over Dark Sage 9117. Your question is, I have noticed this season the media's narrative seems to be New York and Los Angeles World Series because that is the money machine. But the issue is this. Those two teams are the media darlings of the MLB. And if one of them loses in the World Series to the other, I am curious how both sides would spin the narrative. How would California media spin the narrative if the Dodgers lost? And how would New York media spin a loss to the Dodgers to make both teams still look good? Okay, so listen, there is no narrative to be spun here, Dark Sage. There's no narrative to be spun. These teams are the best teams in baseball. Both teams in New York right now, the New York Mets, the New York Yankees, as much as it pains me to say, because I hate everything New York sports, absolutely everything. The only team I like in New York is the Buffalo Bills, and that's pretty much because they're fucking Canada. Uh, like really, that's the only that's the only reason I like the Buffalo Bills. Everything else, New York can eat a big bag of dicks for all I care. But the Yankees and the Mets right now, the, between their pitching staffs and the way they're hitting the baseball right now, are absolutely unbelievable. These teams are crushing the baseball. There is not a more fearsome three, four, five, six in baseball than what the New York Yankees have. New York Yankees have one healthy. This is something along the lines, if if they stay healthy, this is something along the lines that can rival the 1927 Yankees with Ruth, Gehrig, and a bunch of other big-time hitters that they had on that team. They are absolutely insane. Aaron Judge is playing on a different planet right now. Giancarlo Stanton, I haven't even seen this guy hit a ground ball the entire season, and I've been watching a lot of New York Yankee baseball because one of my favorite players all time, Anthony Rizzo, is up there. The New York Mets, on the other hand, their pitching staff has been downright filthy. And that's without Jacob DeGrom. That's without Max Serger. These teams are playing crazy right now. They're unbelievable. Now, with the Los Angeles Dodgers, you lose Walker Bueller. It hurts. Dustin May, still out. Sucks. Still hurts that team. But nice little resurgence out of Clayton Kershaw. Pitching out of his mind. You got guys like Julio Urias keeping you guys in games. And you got the addition of Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts over the last two years. Guys that are just crushing the baseball. These guys are perennial all-stars. These are guys that hit 280 with 30 homers and 100 RBIs every single year. It's a team that you can't yawn at. They're a good team. They're a very good team. Now, how would the narrative be spun? I don't know. All I know is that those three teams are the best teams in baseball right now. And there's a lot to go for that. The Dodgers lose it. Listen, I'm not a Dodger fan. I'm not a Yankee fan. I don't like any of them. Adam, I'm Adam, I'm getting right, I'm getting right to you, my man. Those teams are ridiculous. They're absolutely filthy on both sides of the baseball. And I expect them to make deep, deep runs into the playoffs this year because both of them, all three of them, are on the top of their game. Adam, Adam, Adam. I don't know how to pronounce your name, man. I apologize. Do I like the Twins' offense? Not really. 
but the twins are doing enough. <laughs> the twins are doing enough to where they're going to sterilize, where they're going to sit and do their thing in the AL Central because the White Sox can't buy a win. The Minnesota Twins are playing 500 baseball, and half of their pitching rotation is on the DL. While the White Sox keep on struggling and struggling and struggling to win a set of series, to win back-to-back games, they're struggling. So as long as the Minnesota Twins keep on winning, playing 500 baseball, and the White Sox keep on underperforming, they're going to win that division easily. The White Sox right now, as it sits right now, I made my bet the other night along with Fred Hubner. The White Sox are not going to make the playoffs this year. Plain and simple. They're not going to be a playoff team. Because this is why. They are five and a half games back in the AL Central. With the Twins getting nothing but their pitching healthy, getting nothing but their pitching back. When that pitching comes back healthy, that team's going to go, it's going to skyrocket. The arrow's pointing up for that team. So that means the White Sox have to beat out one of the three teams that are playing on top of their game in the AL East, not the New York Yankees. The New York Yankees are up eight and a half games in that division. But you got the Tampa Bay Rays, you got the Toronto Blue Jays, and you got the Boston Red Sox playing out of their mind right now. The Boston Red Sox are 15 and six in their last 21 games. They're unbelievable. All three of these teams out there, and the White Sox cannot beat them. They don't do it. So, yes, do I like the Twins offense? It's okay. It can be better, for sure. I like Gio Ursula. I can't stand Gary Sanchez, Dirty Sanchez. He's terrible. That dude's fucking dog shit. I'm pretty sure I can hit a better – I'm pretty sure I can have a better average than Gary Sanchez in the major leagues. Probably. He's not even batting his body weight. I mean, I, I mean, come on, I can't bat my body weight. My body weight's 311. I know I can't do that, but I could have a better average than that shit. You're under 300. No, I'm not. Okay. No, I just had a 17-pound <laughs> meal of pizza. All right. So, all right, so now let's get to it really quick. There you go, guys. If you guys have any more questions or comments, especially for Dinger Baseball, questions for Matt, your guys' kids, bring them on up. Any more baseball questions, bring them on up. We'll get to them as soon as we can. The one thing I wanted to talk to you about is the young core here. Now, everybody knows I'm a diehard Cubs fan, just like you're a Cubs fan too. Of course. Um, There's a lot of hot names in this Cubs organization right now. A lot of the guys that we traded for, in the Cubs organization right now. This kid, Caleb Killian, who's pitching again tonight. It's his second call-up over the last month. His first one, he got shellacked. I mean, he got fucking beat around like a snare drum, okay? But he's coming he up did. again tonight, and he's been he's been dominant. He's been dominant. For a pitcher standpoint, in your, if for a starting pitcher standpoint, in your opinion, what, what, did, what does it take to make that jump from the minors – to the big leagues. Is it just stuff? Is it velocity? Is it, you know, is it breaking stuff? I mean, what is it? What, what, wow. I like, I like where you're going. What, what does it take to be a big league pitcher at this point in, in time in, in Major League Baseball? You know, it's funny. You, it's, it's funny because right now, uh, throwing 97, 98, 99, 100 miles an hour is the norm. Right. And, and, and that's insane. So, uh, velocity is one thing, but we uh, pitchers at all age groups. If you can throw multiple pitches for strikes cons- uh, regularly, that's going to be your next level. Okay. So if you're the guy that throws 95 to 97 miles an hour and you have a slider, a split curveball, two seam change up, and you're throwing them all for strikes and hitting your spots, you're, you're certainly going to be a guy that gets moved up. Okay. 
Okay. Now, what about for somebody like who's a hitter? Like, the Cubs have this kid down in Myrtle Beach who just got bumped up to IA. Uh, his name is Peter Crow Armstrong. He's the dad. He's the guy that we got for Javier Baez when we traded Javier Baez to the Mets. Okay. This kid is on an absolute spree. He is unbelievable. 19 years old, and I love him even more because him and I share the same birthday, Matt. March 25th. Nice, nice. Okay. March 25th. It's just like 12 years apart. He's yeah. only 19 years old, this kid. He's a, he's a puppy. He's a baby. Yeah. I just want to hold him. I just want to hug him and give him a hug. I'm like, it's going to be okay. You know what I mean? Give him a little kiss on the cheek and tell him everything's going to be okay. Sounds like all, all my guys. <laughs> How many at-bats does it take for a minor leaguer with, pro- with, with promise and – and so much, so much leash. How many at bats does it take for him to be ready for the big league squad? You know, to be to be honest with you, I'm more into the high school guys going into college, mm-hmm. um, and you're talking about like minor leagues going into the bigs. Right. And um, it's 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 um, it's a tough one for me to to, to judge. Um, you because know, the old adage, the old adage is still 1,500 at bats. Which really kind of comes down to about three seasons in the minors. Correct. But you, you've you seen phenoms. I mean, we've seen phenoms in today's game right now with Mike Trout, Acuna, Bryce Harper. I mean, guys like that where they, they have 300 at-bats and they come out here hitting 40 homers and batting 302. You know, like, I mean, is it – what this is the best of the best of the best. I know, right. Yeah, these guys, exactly. These guys are – these guys are just special. Right. They're, they're, they're the 1%. Right. And you know, so they they fly right through. Um, right. You know, guys that uh, guys that get drafted early. You know, those are the guys that kind of shoot to the shoot to the top quick. Right. Um, there's there's a lot of money invested, so you know they they put a lot of time and um, 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 obviously money into these kids. And you know, they want they want to see them succeed fast. Right. That's where their money's at. So the, the, right now, this this Pete Crow Armstrong kid, he's like I said, March twenty fifth, two thousand and two. All right, 14 years younger than I am. He's 20 years old, this kid. We share a birthday, March 25th. Like I said, I love this kid. But this kid right now is absolutely killing it right here. I'll show you his stats here. At 20 years old, right now, he finally he finally left South Bend, where he was nine games, 38 plate appearances, okay? Yeah. 38 at-bats, six runs, seven hits, two doubles, two homers, four RBIs. Okay, now, now, granted, that's not that great. He's betting 184 right now in the high at, at, at high A South Bend, right? Right, right. In Myrtle Beach, though, in 38 games, 138, 183 plate appearances, 158 at bat, 10 runs, 56 hits, five doubles, three triples, seven homers, 27 RBIs. The kid is betting 354, a 443 on base, and a slug of 557. Insane. Tell me that's not something that you can be excited about as a Cub fan. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, this, this is huge. I mean, this is this is something I haven't seen this much promise in a Cubs prospect fucking ever. Like, really ever. Ian Happ. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm saying let like, that guy go drink some more coffee. But, let him do his podcast. About, think about all those Addison Russell, Ian Happ. Yeah. These were all guys. They weren't doing the that, though. They weren't doing that. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's some right. big-time numbers, course, man. That's right. That's some big time stuff. And when it, when it boils down to it, could the Cubs possibly finally have that guy? I mean, you like I said, like I, we've been reiterating the entire time. You're a Cub fan. I'm a Cub fan. We've never seen that type of talent come through the system. Besides what Kerry Wood, right? Kerry Wood's the last time we've seen a talent of something like, oh, looked out, look out, Mark Pryor. Oh, look out. Yeah, yeah. 
We've never had a hitter. Yeah, I mean, again, we were filled. I mean, our system was filled. For it, I would never say. Had a hitter. We had Sammy Sosa, who was brought to us by trade. Never was the pipeline. 16, 18, all those guys, that, all those kids that came up at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously, not all of them made it. And, right. uh, you know, they fell apart. But if you look at it now, like, you, you go back to the old stats, you look at it right now. What, it was like three weeks ago or something like that, there was a stat put out. Patrick Wisdom has more homers than Chris Bryant and a better batting average because Chris Bryant, again, he pulled his labia out in Colorado and he's hurt again. All right. Javier Baez doing his thing up there. We got three shitheads playing shortstop here, but having a better batting average than he does. All right. We have, we, yeah, we're losing out on Anthony Rizzo, who's batting a whopping 206 right now, but Frank the Tank Schwindel hitting the snot out of the ball. Right. I mean, so it's like, even with that group of guys that we had here in Chicago, they still weren't winning. It's, um, there's, there's something about consistency, you know, and whatever team you play on, you need to, you need to be consistent. Yeah. And um, um, it's it's you know every year is going to be a little bit different, obviously. Right, um, of course. You, know, you go to a new team, you uh, uh, you gel with your group. Uh, it's it's baseball's a funny game that way, right? Where you can light it up one year and just you know struggle the next. It's a very humbling and romantic game, as like we were talking about earlier. I, I as I, I say to my kids all the time, <laughs> you're probably going to learn more life lessons with me than you are with actual baseball. Oh yeah, for sure. Baseball baseball's that way. They'll beat the shit out of you. Oh, yeah. Uh, so really quick, guys, before we come on back, we're going to go over today in sports history. But before we go over today in sports history, got a couple more kick-ass sponsors for you guys. And Matt's going to hang out with us while we do today in sports history, which is a lot of fun. Today yeah. in sports history, we go over the entire, like, all time of sports. And we figure out what happened on today's date in sports history. Okay. So, guys, we'll be right back. Uh, the Megaplex out in Homer Glen, these guys are absolutely awesome. They got, like, 15 fucking basketball courts in there. A great bar at the best beef sandwich I've ever had in my life with the most amazing au jus. You're hearing it from a fat guy, so I know. All right, and then Coach's Corner out in Homer Glen as well. Kathy, they're absolutely unbelievable over there. Kathy O'Connell, my girl over there, she is the – she's such a sweetheart. And Rocky, he's awesome too. Great bartender. Joe is awesome. Everybody there are fantastic. Two quick words from these guys before we hit up today in sports history. We'll be right back. Megaplex Sports Complex is a 78,000 square foot center filled with hardwood and turf. They have baseball rentals with batting cages, softball, soccer, lacrosse, gymnastics, cheerleading, cornhole, basketball, volleyball, and pickleball. It also features a bar and grill with the best pizza and beef sandwiches around. They cater to events such as birthdays, graduations, corporate parties, as well as memorabilia shows. Check them out at Megaplex Sports Complex, 15301 South Bell Road in Homer Glen, 708-966-4210. Hi, this is Kathy O'Connell at Coach's Corner. Located at 8118 West 143rd Street in Orland Park. Our phone number is 708-364-1026. We are Orland Park's number one sports bar. Come in for our wonderful beer menu and seltzers with a fully stocked bar. Watch a game, drink a beer, and try something off our amazing menu. We have everything to choose from. Nachos, potato skins, and our house-made bar chips to start off with. Then try our tacos, burgers, and one of our delicious sandwiches. 
And don't leave without trying our famous jumbo wings. They do not disappoint. Coach's Corner, it will sure to become your local bar. Again, we are located at 8118 West 143rd Street in Orland Park. Come see us today. We are back. Thank you again to the Mega the Megaplex out in Homer Glen, and thank you again to Coach's Corner. We also have Harry the Greek in the background. I'm going to give us some hot takes and hot bets here after we are done doing today in sports history. Uh, but today in sports history, guys, it's a great little segment that I have here. I've been doing it every single week for like the last two months, and it's a lot of fun. So today in sports history, here we go. Sports history, there are records that are made to stand the test of time, and there are records that are meant to be broken. From hits, home runs, wins, and steals, to goals and assists and gold medals, passing yards, touchdowns, to receptions, dunks, points, rebounds, all with the same ultimate goal. That ultimate goal is being a winner and being a champion. This is the day in sports history. All right, guys, today in sports history, a lot of fun ones today, man. A lot of cool ones. A lot of golf. We're going we're gonna to touch on some golf. I'm, I'm, I'm a big golf guy. We're only going to touch on some of it. But today, on June 15th in 1887, this is over 100 years ago, man, way over 100 years ago, the New York Giants beat the Philadelphia Phillies 29-1. to A cool football that? score. That's a football score, 29-1. to All right, we got some other cool ones here. Uh, the British Open in 1906, men's golf in Murrayfield, Scotsman. James Braid successfully defends his title by and wins by four strokes from J.H. Taylor of England, his third Open victory. He's a good-looking dude, too. Yeah, look at that mustache, man. Yeah, I know. He's, he's like the guy from Roadhouse. You know, the, the Sam Elliott. Thing. Yeah. Sam Elliott. He's got a Sam Elliott mustache, yeah. For sure. He was the, the – actually, side note, James Braid, he's got invented free mustache rights. Really? Yeah. You're looking at that. I understand why. Yeah. yeah. Now you know why. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got uh, a more British Open golf, men's golf, Royal Troon Golf Club. Englishman Arthur Havers holds a bunker shot on the 72nd hole to win his only major title. One stroke ahead defending champion, Walter Hagen. Walter Hagen. He, is, he was that fat guy way back in like Bagger Vance when Will Smith played uh, – the caddy, yes, I before remember. he slapped Chris Rock, way before he slapped Chris Rock, yeah. All right, nineteen twenty-eight Philadelphia Athletics baseball star Ty Cobb steals home for a record fifty-fourth time. I mean, he stole home fifty-four times. You see the picture when he's like in the air with his cleats up? Yeah, it's like the sitting catcher the catcher down. in the throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a dickhead. Yeah. Did you know he actually killed somebody? Like he killed a homeless man. 
Like he beat a homeless man to death. That's not true. It is true. With a bath? No, like with his hands. Oh, nice. Yeah, so Ty Cobb, not so nice of a guy. <laughs> 1931, Eddie Collins and Harry Hillman retire from baseball. Eddie Collins, Chicago White Sox. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, in 1938 was the first night game at Brooklyn Ebbets Field. The Reds beat the Dodgers as Cincinnati Reds' Johnny Vandermeer hurls his unprecedented second consecutive no-hitter. Two no-hitters in a row. Wow. That, that will never, ever be touched ever again. No, no, definitely not. No, definitely not. Remember when? Well, do you remember when? Um, who was it? Uh, who was the Roy Holiday through the no hitter in the playoffs? Yeah, that was unbelievable, man. It's that was one. Of the, that was one of the coolest games I've ever watched play. That's um, it's it's not for your average baseball <laughs> watcher. To, no, to watch a no hitter. No, it's no. Guy okay, Frank Marshall checking in. You son of a bit, fetch Mike. Love you, bud. White Sox bats are coming alive. Uh, well, come on. They're playing Detroit. Come on. They had 22 hits today against Detroit. Me, you, Matt, Harry the Greek, and seven other dickheads can fucking average 22 hits against Detroit for crying out loud. Get over yourself, Frank Marshall. Get over yourself. Especially if we have the dinger back going. <laughs> We're going to be hitting dingers all I tell you. All right. We got uh, Sports History. In 1951, Joe Lewis scored his last knockout victory. Joe Lewis, man, heavyweight champ. Uh, could be one of the best ever. Right? One of them, yeah. One of them, definitely, for sure. You know, there was there was a game way back in the day. You remember Sega, right? Of course. Sega was awesome, dude. Are you going to, to punch out there? No, 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 that, that was Nintendo. That was, oh, you're that right, was, you're right. That was Nintendo. Okay, but there used to be a boxing game for Sega called, the hell was it, Heavyweights? Heavyweight Knockouts or something like that? But they used to have all like these animated dudes, like when... When Joe Frazier comes, they'd be like, smoking Joe Frazier. I do remember that. And he'd be like, who? I'm still smoking. And he'd throw a couple <laughs> punches at the screen. You know what right, I mean? Right. Or like Jack Dempsey would be like, I'm going to crush your skull. Like, it was like one of the – such a fun game. I used to get my ass kicked all the time in that game. But it was a fun game. There's not many good boxing games out there. No, not anymore. No, I think the last no. one stopped at like PlayStation 2. PlayStation 3. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And then they had that one really stupid one for like Nintendo 64. We had to do with the afro, and like it was. I just remember it starting to go to like wrestling and then UFC stuff, and then yeah, that, that got awkward. Once everything got 3D and you can kind of go around guys, right? Then it got strange to me, right? I want I want little Mac, yeah, yeah. And Mike Tyson with the wink, yeah. Or yeah, the, yeah. you know the guys that just go like Mortal Kombat, they just go right at each right. other, right? Yeah. Right, yeah, just boom, 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 yeah. 2D, don't fuck nothing up, just leave it alone, right? All well, I mean, Mike Tyson punch out. That's seriously one. Of, that's my favorite Nintendo game of all time. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I played it the other day. It's it's great. Yeah, you would get clobbered. What big bowl? He'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You get punched in the stomach as he rushes you. Yeah, it's a great game. All right. So in 1953, New York Yankees first baseman Johnny Mize is the 93rd Major League Baseball player to record 2,000 hits. Congratulations, Johnny Mize, on your 2,000 hits. In 1957, the 89th Belmont, Bill Shoemaker, a broad. Gallant man wins in two minutes, 26.6 seconds. Broad Race gallant? Uh, yeah, he was a bored gallant man. A, a gallant man. He rode a man. You said broad? A, a board. Okay, okay. Yeah, a board. It was yeah. a horse race. Right. Racing Hall of Fame jockey Bill Shoemaker. There you go. Famous. Yeah, famous. In 1957, the Yankees trade Billy Martin and Ralph Terry for Ryan Duran. Okay. Billy Martin, manager of the Yankees. 
epic fights with Reggie Jackson. Oh, yeah. You know? Baseball was mean. Right. There we go. What else we got here? In 1963, San Francisco Giants future baseball Hall of Famer pitcher Juan Marichal, no hits, the Houston Colt 45s, one nothing. What year? In 1963. 63, the Colts. Juan Marichal. That's huh. crazy, right? That, 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 the Colts. Yeah. The Colt 45s. You would think that's like the 1910s, 11s. Right. But 1963. The 20s. Right. All right, 1965, Detroit pitcher, Detroit Tiger pitcher, Danny McClain in relief, strikes out first seven batters faced and, to rec- and records 14 and six, two-thirds, six and two-thirds innings. In Tiger's 6-5 win over the Boston Red Sox, Bill Freehan ties catch a record for 19 putouts in a row. Wow. <clears throat> That's pretty crazy. Let's see here. There's a couple other good ones here, and we'll end this out. We'll bring on Harry the Greek, and we got to talk about Matt and how you guys can get, get yourselves on out there and try out for Dinger Baseball. In 1976, in a blockbuster MLB trade, the New York Yankees send May, Martinez, Pagan, McGregor, and Dempsey to Baltimore Orioles for Holtzman, Alexander, Grant Jackson, Elrod Hendrick, and Jim Freeman. None of those guys I've ever heard of. So how much of a blockbuster trade could it be? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know any of those guys. That's why it's at the bottom of the list. Right. In 1976, there's a rainout at the Astrodome. Yeah. Astrodome Astrodome (laughs) cancels a game. Heavy rains make it difficult. For visiting team and umpires to get through the flooded streets of the stadium. So the field was good. The field was fine. Huh. Nobody could just get to the stadium. That's like Chicago traffic on a daily. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck out of here. The weather tonight. All right. In 1977, the New York Mets trade pitcher Tom Seaver to the Reds for Pat Zachary. Bad deal. Bad deal. <laughs> what are you doing, yeah. Tom Seaver? Why would you get rid of Tom Seaver? In 1983, the Cardinals trade Keith Hernandez. To the Mets for Neil Allen and Rick Ownby. Don't I remember? Probably another bad deal. Probably. Keith like Hernandez is a good player. You know, they say he was a cocaine cowboy. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, weren't they all? Yeah, I mean, that entire Mets staff, that entire Mets team, <laughs> right. were nothing but a bunch of fucking blowhards. I mean, blowhards. Gooden? Yeah, Gooden, Strawberry, <laughs> Keith Hernandez. Nice Fucking Nails. <laughs> I mean, those guys, those, guys, those guys were on top of it. In 1984, American boxer Thomas Hearns retains the WBC light middleweight title with a two-round knockout of Roberto Duran of Panama at Caesars Palace, Las Vegas. It marks the first time in his illustrations career Duran has ever been knocked out. I was saying Duran was either real young yeah. or real old. Well, well, not only that, but Roberto Duran, like he's rumored to knock out a horse. Yeah. Like he literally punched a horse in the face and almost killed it. Scary. Like that's a legit thing. Scary. Can you imagine getting hit in the face by Roberto Duran, bare knuckle? He knocked out a horse. No, no. I believe you look like Glenn from The Walking Dead. Both your eyes be hanging (laughs) out of your fucking face. All right, we got this one here. In 1985, Pinklin Thomas knocks out Mike Weaver at eight rounds for the heavyweight boxing title. And that's that's the last time you're ever going to hear of uh, Pinklin Thomas because after that, it was all Mike Tyson. True, true. So, Pinklin Thomas. I didn't knock out pecs like that. But look at that Jerry curl, though, man. He was. Yeah, I'd avoid him. Yeah. Probably today I'd still avoid him. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah I'd still avoid him today. <laughs> 78. 78 years old. Yeah. In 2001, the NBA Finals, the Los Angeles Lakers beat the Philadelphia 76ers 
186 in Game 5 to win back-to-back titles. The most valuable player of that series was Shaquille O'Neal for the second straight year. Shaq, Shaq Diesel. Hi, my name is Shaq. And when I win my third NBA title, I will say, can you dig it as much as I like? Can you dig it? Uh, what else we got here? The last one today. In 2015, bringing it back home, guys. In 2015, the Stanley Cup final at the United Center, the Chicago Blackhawks defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning 2 to nothing for a 4-2 series win, and the Blackhawks win their sixth Stanley Cup. So, boom! I'm ending it there. Fuck Tampa Bay. I hope they lose this series. I can't stand in them cheating pricks. And our, we got our guy here, Harry the Greek. He's going to come out here, see what he has to say. But before we bring him in, Matt, before we cut you loose here, my man, you have tryouts coming on up. I do. So one of your tryouts for Dinger Baseball, get, let everybody know, let them know what's going on here, and how can these kids sign up to try out and pay for a tryout? Well, how does it work? No, it's free. You can try out for free. Okay. And uh, we will uh, we try out every age group from 8U all the way up to 15. And then we do private tryouts for the high school level guys. Excellent. And when are these tryouts taking place? Okay. So for the uh, 8U and 9U, it's uh, Monday, June 27th and July 5th from 4 to 6 p.m. And that's at the Emanuel Lutheran Preschool and Church in Mokina. For our 10U and our 11U guys, it's June 27th from 6 to 8 and July 5th from 6 to 8. Our 12 and 13U guys is Tuesday, June 28th and Wednesday, July 6th from 4 to 6 p.m. And then our 14 and 15-year-old guys or 14 and 14U and 15U, Tuesday, June 28th, Wednesday, July 6th from 6 to 8 p.m. both days. Um, the 12U and through 15U is at Lincoln Way West Freshman Field. And you can find all this information or all the dates on our Facebook page. Right. It's uh, at Dinger Baseball Chicago. And not only that, but send me this info and I'll make sure it's posted up on the 12th to 2 Facebook and on 12th to 2 Twitter and stuff like that to where people that want to try out their kids. I'll make sure it's available for them as well. Awesome. Okay, so yeah, that'd be great. So yeah, if you guys are looking for this, he just gave the dates to have your kids come out and try out for Dinger Baseball. Great organization that's local here in the New New Lenox, Mokina, Frankfurt, uh, Midlothian, Orland Park, Tinley Park area. Great group to be a part of. Make sure that you guys are there. Jazz Chisholm swings a, a Dinger bat. Why not be a part of the group that, you know, he swings a bat of? So, I mean, there you go. For so, sure. send me that info, Matt. I'll All post right. on up, and we'll get it going. Awesome. I'm going to touch awesome. base with Harry here. We're going to get our bets in for that. You hang back a second, and I'll uh, I'll see you here in about 15 minutes. All right, all right. Cool. All right, man. Sounds Thank good. Thank you. I need my cans. I need my cans. I got to talk to my guy, Harry the Greek. Harry the Greek, you still holding on, my man? Just stay there. I'm coming, baby. I'm coming. I miss you, Harry. I miss you. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Oh, he's even playing oh, the porno yeah. music. Oh, yeah, baby. He's, it's oh, all about yeah. family, baby. It's all about family. Two My name is Vin Diesel. Foot prick. There you Vin go. Vin Diesel, baby. Vin Diesel. Oh, it's yeah. all about family. Harry the Greek, how are we doing, my man? Welcome to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Thanks for hopping on with me tonight. I really do appreciate it. It's been a while since we've seen your face here at 12 to 2. Where uh, you been? Where you been hiding? What the fuck's going on, bro? God. Between my brother passing, work... Uh, health scares, everything going on. Let me tell you something. It's just, it's been a very tribulating type, tribulating. That's not even a good word. It's been a very 
There's been a lot of trials going on in the Berg household, I can tell you. Well, we miss uh, it. We miss it here at 12. We miss you, too. You know? sure. And, you know, I wanted to touch on something. You're talking about this day in sports. You brought yes. up Shoemaker, and a lot of people don't really understand that, you know. He was an amazing jockey. Right. Billy Shoemaker netted in his career about $123 million in purses. He's the all-time winner. Listen to this. And that put about $10 million in his pocket. Okay. You have to understand, back then, $10 million is the equivalency of a Michael Jordan. This guy was the Michael Jordan of horse jockeys. Wow. And in 1957, Billy Shoemaker was riding Gallant Man, and he lost that race because he misjudged the finish line, and he was just riding the horse like he had already won. Oh, and then no. the horse passed him. That's the truth. You Are, you ready for this? Are you ready for this? In 1986, he rode another horse to a Kentucky Derby winner. It, he's got 11 triple crown races that are wins. Wow. He's he won a thousand and nine stakes races. Holy We're not talking moly. I mean, this guy was the Michael Jordan, the Tom. This guy Brady. needs a movie, is what he needs. This guy needs a movie. Bro, I'm telling you, he was an amazing, an amazing jockey. And All right. uh, Billy Shoemaker, who knew? I didn't know. Bill, Billy Shoemaker, when you brought him up, and I'm like, a lot of people didn't know that, you know, and it's just it was just incredible what he's done. But seriously, you know, he's a thousand and nine stakes races. There's jockeys that don't win a hundred races for their career. This guy won right. over a thousand stakes races. Every time he went on a horse, he went. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. That's 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 something. That's something. And, and we used to say that Billy Shoemaker could get on a jackass, which is a donkey, right, and ride him across the finish line and probably win. <laughs> okay, that, that's how good he was. Oh man. So Harry, you you go live here at twelve fifty two on Friday nights. Talking to Harry the Greek in uh, the the Over Under Sports Betting Podcast here at 1252. And that's why I wanted to bring you on tonight, man. What are the hot bets for Harry the Greek coming up tomorrow? Because you got your hot bets that you're going to have to make on Friday and Saturday. What are the hot bets for tomorrow, And it's not fair. I've got nothing for tomorrow, but I do have something for tonight. You got the Angels with Detmers on the road. at At plus 200 at the Dodgers with Anderson. Okay. Okay. The over and under is eight and a half. Hey, small position. I always say keep your bets low and your returns high. Bet the Angels on the road with no Madden. This team's going to start playing inspired baseball. I mean, I okay. kind of like a small bet. You're going to get almost two to one on your money. Are you crazy? Go for okay. it. Okay. Sounds you know, good. And if you, so and if you notice down under. here, Michael, 72 and 36, there's a reason for that. <laughs> man, you're just, killing it, man. Listen, you are those, absolutely killing it in baseball this year, just like yeah, you were last year. You're and destroying those, it in the baseball season. Though, those 72 wins aren't 72 New York Yankee baseball games. Okay. That's 65. Let me count it. 65 underdogs. Yeah, you're you're absolutely destroying it this year, Harry. You're killing it. And talking about the White Sox, I hear everybody talking about them. You're right. They are playing the Detroit Tigers. But I can tell you what. I watched Yoan Moncada have a five-hit game today. I seen it on my little Again, against the Detroit Tigers. I, I don't care. It don't make a difference. You can only play who you're getting. you got to get rolling. Right now, the Chicago White Sox are fielding a triple-A club out there. They're that banged up. Mike, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to say it in the last show that I made. If this team doesn't get healthy soon, you don't give them one more year. You just bust it up and get everything yep. you can from. It's just that's where I'm at. I, I already made my I already made my de, my de, my depiction on this White Sox team earlier this week with Fred when I was on with Freddie, uh, who's live Monday nights with Hubes Views and Brews. They're not making the playoffs this year. 
No, I got a funny feeling they're going to, and I'm going to tell you why. Because this is going to be the stretch of their schedule. They've got the real hard part of the schedule out of the way right now. And you're, you're going to see a lot of uh, – look, they're not the New York Yankees, okay? They're not. New York Yankees right now are the best team in baseball. I hate the Yankees, okay? Right. You're second, and and, and they're, they're just that good. But then again, you're not winning championships in June, okay? Let's see what but this team can you can lose championships do. in June. Without question. And this team right now, if they continue to get this mo going, the momentum, and they get their pitchers back, and who knows what's going on. And no, I can't hear anything down here, and I can't find it on the internet. Michael Kopech, is it a bad knee? How long is he out? Is he just going to miss it's a small an ankle? Amount? It's an ankle, and they don't expect him to miss any time. No, it was a knee, actually. It was supposed to be an ankle. It ended up being a knee. Mm. Yeah. But, but everybody's been quiet about it. Nobody said anything about it. Lance Lynn looked all right. Vince Velasquez looked pretty he good. Ten hits. It, he looked okay, man. His first game back, he didn't look bad at all. You know, it, it's what you're going to expect. He's got to get back into the groove. His, his fastball is about four mile an hour or less. Look, man, all I can tell you is this. If they can get rid of the AAA players and get them back where they're supposed to be, the only AAA player that's supposed to be on this team is Andrew Vaughn. That's it. That's I agree it. with not, that. Not Jake Berger. I'm sorry. He's got all the Not big... Danny Mendick. Not Josh nope. Harrison. Nope. Uh, I'm a little disappointed what the Chicago Cubs are doing, to be honest with you. Oh, come I on. Thought we they, knew what I, they were going to be. Nah, I didn't. I actually had this team to be a 500 team this year. I really, really, really did. They've shit the bet a couple of different times, and I've been a little bit disappointed. I'm really disappointed. Not so much what's going on, on the north side. I'm just super disappointed what's happening in the south side. But I'm going to tell you right now, if they don't win a six or seven games in a row, they're not going anywhere. This team's right. got to be three or four, maybe five games over they 500 catch up at the All-Star break. They have to catch up to the Twins. That's the only way they, they, they can make They got 20 more games with them, Mike. They got 20 more games with them. They, they got a lot make of teams. it last with the Twins. That Twins team is tough, and all that pitching is going to be coming back healthy. Yep. Well, you, you can say the same health. thing about the White Sox. Right. You know, you, you lose Liam Hedricks, and it gets overshadowed by Joe Kelly coming back. And Kendall Graven's been outstanding. Yeah, to an extent. I, I, I don't like the way he's laying his, his fastballs over to the he, – he can't find his spots. You know, you, you got you got a catcher, you know, lining up over here, and he's catching it over here. Yeah. That's, that's – that's, and then he's getting whiffs. You, you show me a guy that's going to paint corners, and I'll show you a really good pitcher. Right now, I haven't been impressed right now. You know, Aaron Bummer, he's supposed to be the lefty of the century. <laughs> Get out of here, man. He didn't – He's exactly what his last name is, a bum. <laughs> you and Freddie both can't stand him. So now, no, no. So what other bets you got for us, Harry? You got, you got the Angels tonight against the Dodgers uh, under the eight and a half. What else you got for us, my man? Really, there's nothing else. There's no other games really to That's bet. That's the main one? That's the main That's go? That's the main one. You know what? I can look for tomorrow, but I really haven't done any work. And believe me, I just I, I hate picking blind without actually looking at stats and I know you've been certain... a busy, busy guy. So oh it's been crazy, but you got some great games from her. You got Oakland at Boston, which is Blackburn versus Hill. You got San Diego with War or Musgrove against Swarmer. I mean, tell me a little bit about this guy Swarmer. I'm sure the Cubs, I mean, first yeah. off, San Diego's a hot team and the Chicago Cubs are at home. You know how much I love home underdogs. I mean yeah, I don't think they. I don't think they got nothing going on. I got especially with Swarmer. I'm. I'm, I'm okay. I'm taking. I'm taking the Padres. <laughs> Filled up. Tampa, New York. You know what? <laughs> Fleming versus Severino. I can't bet against New York. So you can't play them. You can't play big favorites like that. Right. Uh, I'll tell you, a good game tomorrow night is Milwaukee with Ashby versus McGill. They're at the Mets. 
Yes, that's that's actually an intriguing matchup. I was looking at that a little bit earlier today. I like Aaron Ashby. I like what he's been doing on the mound so far. He's cut down the walks a little bit, but he's been play, He's been pitching pretty solid. I like New York at home. I, I think both teams struggle to uh, to hit the ball. Personally, uh, I think New York, the Mets are a better team. I'm not as high as everybody was is on the Milwaukee Brewers, but looking blindly, I kind of like the Mets. Okay. And I like and I like a road team tomorrow. I like the Angels on the road against Seattle. From Los Angeles right to Seattle, you got you, know, you got Shohei Otani on the mound against Kirby. And I'll tell you what, the Angels are going to be an underdog just for that reason. Right. You know. Right. But uh, yeah, that's really about it. So right, what's, right. what's been going on in the wonderful world of uh, Fat Mikeville? The wonderful the wonderful world of Fat Mikeville has been a stressful world of Fat Mikeville. Let me tell you, where we like I like we like I said earlier, like we talked about earlier in the week with, on, with Fred. We just closed on the office here for 1252. I'm going to be loading up the office here in the next couple of days, making sure everything's in there and making sure everything's ready to rock. Our uh, our the, the Whistle Sports Bar and Grill Studios over here, over at 1252. We're really excited about that. I set up the TV and stuff today. I got desks coming in and chairs coming in over the next couple of weeks. I got to, over the next week or so, I got to decorate the walls the whole night. It's been crazy. So how about on on uh, on the Harry the Greek front? Are we doing a show Friday, Harry the Greek? Do it, we have a it, live show it, coming for us? It, it looks like we might, unless Mrs. got me doing something else. But I'll tell you what, this is what we can do. If the Greek does not have a show, the Greek will actually go ahead and post it on live on 1252 Sports, what we do like for Friday night there as we well go. as for Saturday. And uh, for all you sports fans that are out there that are just absolutely are enamored with the Tampa Bay Lightning, they are losing right now 3-1 to one, with 15 minutes to go in the second period. I'm sure that doesn't make it Andrew Faubert brokenhearted. Andrew Faubert, probably not. Nope, I'm pretty sure he's happy about that one. He's, he's not brokenhearted, I can tell you that. All right. All right, Harry, thank you so much for hopping on with us, man. Thank you for the quick bets for us. And I will – I. Cannot wait till Friday night till I can see your smiling face here giving us more, more stuff. Uh oh, what's going on? You got a hurricane down there or what? Wait, 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 wait. I don't know. I got ghosts. You know what we got going? We got ghosts. Oh yeah, family baby. It's all about family. Oh yeah. I'm Vin Diesel. Six with a two foot prick. Oh yeah. Vin Diesel. Oh yeah. It's all about. I want to give a shout out to my boy, Mister Tampa Bay Ray Kennedy. Bucks report, best of the bay, and of course, my co host, Mr. Peter Blake. Blake from the sports web and amped up sports. And to you, Mr. Fat Mike, I got to point back this way. Ah. I'm Harry the Greek. Could see you Saturday or Friday night. Many blessings wait, man. Everybody. I need you. We need you here. We need, we need all your, all your betting insight, man. I'm Tell tired my of boy. losing money betting on my own. I need you back. Tell my boy, Freddie. <laughs> I said hello. I will do. Have fun hey. at the coach's corner, buddy. Thanks, man. Harry, thank you so much for hopping out with us. You're the man. Oh, Our guys. Oh, oh, you ready? Yep. Very, very small possibility that the wife and I are traveling up to Chi-Town to go see the Baltimore Orioles versus the White Sox. We will be at that game, and if you want a ticket, you let me know. Well, I, I have no problem with that, and uh, it's just a, a young man that we know very, very well who's coming back off the I.L., Pitches for Baltimore. His name is Joey Kreeble. He's a setup guy. He's yeah, been in the minors for a long time. He's made the bigs now. He's been there all year long. He's part of a ball club that's got the top five bullpen in baseball. Let me repeat that. 
the, the Orioles. Baltimore yeah. Orioles have a top five bullpen, and that's part Joey Kreeble as well. Crazy. And uh, you know me, Mike. I already told him. And he goes, Uncle Harry, you really thinking about coming up? I was like, yeah, possibly. Because he knows what I'm going to do. I'm going to go sit in the bar in right field where the bullpen is. Scream at him. Cream and the whole stink. game. You stink, Cream stink. <laughs> no, that's awesome. All right, Harry, thank you so much for hopping on with us, my man. I miss you. I cannot wait till Friday night to where I can see your smiling face back on here at 1252. Until then, guys, thank you so much for hopping on with us. We really do appreciate it. Stay tuned for Friday when Harry comes back to give us all his hot bets, if not the post Go for back. all his hot bets. And thank you to all our sponsors, Nick and Ivy Brewing Company, Fozzie Football, the Jonathan Darren team over at Coldwell Baker Real Estate, uh, the Megaplex out in Homer Glen, Coach's Corner, the Cup Cakery, Habano Cigars, the Whistle Sports Bar and Grill Studio. That's our guys over there on 159th. And thank you so much for Matt Morowski coming out with us tonight talking about Dinger Baseball and Dinger Bats, the whole entire thing that they got going on. Make sure you guys keep track of 1252 to where you can have your kid go out and try out for that amazing organization that is here up in the Midwest in the beautiful part of Northern Illinois here. So on that note, guys, I am out of here. And I will see you guys hopefully Friday with Harry. If Harry gives, sends me a link, I'll be here. I'm going to give you the Forrest Gump wave. Well, goodbye, Harry. Hi, hi, hi Michael. Goodbye, Harry. How, how you Thank doing, you guys Michael? so much. You guys are the best. I will see you guys soon. Hello, I'm out of here. Hello to tuned. all my peeps over at Tires Plus. <laughs> if y'all want to come see Harry the Green, just see me over at the, the Tires Plus. The Forest Gump yeah, is the best. We got to do this one. Yep. You got to like wave it behind your head. My, my wife is like looking at me going, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I have that's why I have the office here where the wife can't scope me out when I do stupid shit like that. So. See you, Michael. I'll see you, Harry. Thank you guys so much. And we will see you guys soon. Keep track and keep picking on 12-2 Sports Chicago. We'll talk to you guys then. Later. Thank you for listening to 1252 Sports Chicago.